Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Thursday morning. It is the 24th of August, 2023. Daniel Pedro back in the chair, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. And that's all before breakfast with Vossie and Brandy for listeners in Sydney. Patton Heels Coming up for breakfast for listers in Queensland after the 6 o'clock news. Lot to get through today. South Sydney still dominating the headlines in the rugby league. We'll talk about that. Chris Perkins from America will join me in about 15 or 20 minutes. If you do have any questions for Chris, had quite a few come in on Tuesday. We might even get an update on how his son is going with that car he brought in. We'll have a chat with him. But if you have any questions, 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Another round of the NRL. The second last round of the National Rugby League getting underway today. We'll have a preview with Charlie Goodsir tomorrow morning on the show, but we'll get your prediction on the game tonight. Such an intriguing round of the National Rugby League and plenty more, but want to hear from you on this Thursday morning. one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736 coming up to two past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Now, just before we get to the news of the day, and we've done this before very early on in my stint, hosting this show, but I thought we'd do it again because we got a lot of texts uh, that time, and I think we'll get a lot today as well. Boxing last night, Nikita Zoo, well done uh, winning that. If you watched it, love to hear your thoughts on it. But got me thinking. What two sports personalities or people in the sports world don't even have had to play sport would you love to see in a boxing match for charity? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Now, they could be current players. They could be past players. Could be here in Australia. Could be somewhere else in the world. Uh, may have never played sport, but they're in the sporting world. Who would you love to see in the boxing ring for charity? Nothing serious, nothing violent, but who would you like? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Who would be a good matchup? Maybe there's a bit of a feud going on, a long-standing feud, maybe something going on in rugby league at the moment. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Which two people from the sporting world would you like to see in the boxing ring for charity? Raise some money. Uh, 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. We'll get to your text on that shortly. Let's get to the news of the day at three and a half past five. And again, as it has been most of the week, dominated by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We started the week with South Sydney losing the game to the Newcastle Knights on Sunday afternoon. And uh, we were on air on Monday. And mainly all the talk around the Rabbitohs at that point in time was. Yes, they've been disappointing since they had their wonderful run in that middle part of the season, having only won four out of their last 12. But other than that, it was about Latrell Mitchell and the suspension. Now, we know he has taken that early plea. We knew that yesterday and we'll miss the game against the Roosters next week. But it has spiralled out of control for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So as you all know, Sam Burgess, uh, there was a meeting yesterday uh, between uh, quite uh, many key figures in that South Sydney Club Sam Burgess out immediately, does walk away though with an extra seven hundred thousand dollars, leaving what ten days before potentially their season ends. But as Vossi said on the breakfast show in Sydney yesterday, they're still in the top eight, and either way, no matter what happens, 
this weekend. They are still going to be in the top eight. They're up to 30 points this weekend. The Cowboys and the Roosters can join them, but with four and against, they'll still be there. So heading into the final weekend of the season, they are going to be in the top eight. They may not be after next weekend. So anyway, he leaves $700,000. Uh, he'll get paid next year. He is going. Now, he was always going anyway. Uh, off to Warrington to coach in the Super League. John Morris was let go to the embattled West Tigers, although he has chosen to stay for the rest of the season at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, so this meeting began yesterday just after 7am with Burgess meeting with Chairman Nick Pappas and CEO Blake Sully at Redfern um, at the Rabbitohs Heffron Park Centre of Excellence in Sydney. And then just after 9am, uh, the 2014 Premiership winner emerged with his head lowered to a gathering of media before hopping into a car uh, driven by his fiancée, offering little by the way of clarity over his future and leaving a statement released by South Sydney to declare his tenure over. Then we saw a press conference with Jason Dimitro, Blake Solly. Uh, they fronted the press at around 11.30. Um, and Burgess said in a statement, I've made the decision to step away from South Sydney given the circumstances. My immediate focus is the upcoming birth of our baby and preparing for my new role at Warrington. The decision for Burgess to exit the club immediately had been fast-tracked after reports emerged that claimed the respected figurehead, along with John Morris, wasn't, uh, weren't aligned with head coach Jason Demetrio. Now, Demetrio has flatly denied that assertion. It's a really interesting one. Um, for a team that people thought were premiership favourites, uh, premiership contenders at the start of the year. And as I said, still in the top eight at the moment to probably at one point in this season, the favourite for um, the competition to this with one game left in their season. Uh, Demetrio uh, said in terms of uh, Sam Burgess, he's got the Warrington job and he's becoming increasingly involved with the preparation for next season. Sam felt that it was in his best interest not to continue. They're the two major reasons why Sam and the club agreed today. It was in everyone's best interest that he's allowed to focus on those two issues. Sam will always be welcome at the club. Um, Demetrio has also denied any rift and said he hoped that Burgess would one day return to Souths. And he also said, I have no issue. I never had an issue with John Morris as well. Let's just make that very clear. At no time did I think there was anything going on untoward. Sam has made his decision. I wish him well. Now, Blake Solly shut down any rumours, speculation that Jason Demetrio's future at South Sydney could be under a question mark. He agreed to a contract extension until the end of 2026. However, the club are yet to publicly announce the deal. But Blake Solly shot down any suggestions, saying, is he here for the next three years? Yes, uh, he said. And Jason Demetrio uh, was asked if star fullback Latrell Mitchell garnered too much influence on the side. And he said, Latrell's a marquee player for us. He's a player that we believe and I definitely believe can win us a premiership. Any conversations I have with Latrell and with the team will remain in-house. And that's how it should be. Latrell's a big presence, as Sam was when he was playing. He's part of a leadership team. Cameron Murray's our team and he's doing a fantastic job. Is he dominating the club? No. It's just a comment that's ridiculous. Cameron Murray's the captain of our team. I think that should have read. Yeah, well, there was talk on social media. Andrew Webster wrote an article about it yesterday about a clash that Latrell and Cam Murray have reportedly had at training uh, not that long ago. South fans would love to hear from you this morning. one 300 one 1170 or 0457 
736 736. And just generally, rugby league fans, what is going on with South Sydney? And a lot of people I've seen on social media saying that Souths are done for the year. They're cooked. There's no way they're even going to make the top eight. There's no way they can beat the Roosters. I would probably just temper that talk a bit. Uh, They do have still, well, since yesterday, so they would have had nine days uh, by the time we get to next Friday before that game against the Roosters with no Latrell Mitchell, it has to be said, uh, to move on from this. And we know they've got some good players and you know there's always potential for an ambush against a Roosters side that could also be looking to make the top eight. Are South done for the year or do you think they could surprise the Roosters next weekend? And what happens next at South Sydney? I don't think anyone really saw this coming. Your thoughts, South fans, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. How are you feeling this morning? You had a, a team, and you still do to an extent, that a lot of people had in their grand final. Everyone had in their top eight. A lot of people had in their top four. They may miss all of that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457-736-736. No doubt the breakfast shows, especially in Sydney with Vossie and Brandy through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. We'll talk more about this. It will be a big focus of their shows after 6 AM. But happy to hear from you. Where now for South Sydney? What happens next? Uh, 1300-01-1170 or 0457-736-736. Look, the news cycle will move on. We're... Um, 12 hours, 13, 14 hours away from the start of a very important round. It kicks off tonight with the Penrith Panthers up against the Parramatta Eels. Of course, Penrith looking for a minor premiership. The Eels, their chances done and dusted after their loss last weekend to the Roosters, but still always an entertaining game between these two sides. Of course, grand final last year, grand final rematch of last year. Uh, as always on a Thursday morning, happy to get your predictions. There's already a couple thrown. Who's going to win tonight? What's going to be the scoreline? Did the Panthers get a bit closer to that minor premiership? Equal on points at the moment with the Brisbane Broncos with two games each to play. So the news cycle moves on, but no doubt I'm sure it will circle back to all of this come next Friday in the lead up to that Rabbitohs Roosters game, which could be a battle for a top eight position, depending on what happens with the Cowboys and the Raiders this weekend. Uh, They've sort of both been forgotten in this conversation Uh, But if the Cowboys and the Raiders win both of their uh, next two matches, well, the Roosters definitely don't make it. So wait and see what happens there. Happy to take your thoughts on anything to do with the Rabbitohs. Any thoughts on what is going on at South Sydney? Can they bounce back from that? Can they still be a contender in this year's competition? 1300 0111 70 or 0457 736 736. Now, just a bit of news around the Newcastle Knights and Caelan Ponga will be a special guest with Fossey and Brandy a little later on in the breakfast show. However, Lockie Miller, who was a star at the Knights earlier on this year, uh, he's off at the end of this season. Um, he's going to go to Leeds uh, and start a three-year deal beginning next year. Uh, so good luck to Lockie Miller. Obviously got some talent. We saw that earlier on in the year for the Newcastle Knights. But what it has done for Newcastle is created a $500,000 in cap space for the Knights with the potential of uh, further budget release as the Canterbury Bulldogs' I-Utility Kurt Mann. So we know the Knights are on a seven-game winning streak and they are working just as hard behind the scenes to retain two of their most important figures in New South Wales Origin Centre, Bradburn Best, and also their prop, one of their props, Jacob Siafiti. 
The Knights are planning to commence negotiations with Best next week with his new manager, uh, Warwick Wright. The timing is perfect uh, with Miller accepting an offer from Leeds, uh, which will free up that $500,000. Um, the Knights are also aiming to tie down Safidi, who isn't off contract until the end of 2024. We know how good of form Bradman Best has been in um, since he played Origin. We know how good Caelan Ponga has been. Seven wins in a row they take on the Sharks this weekend. They are losing Dom Young to the Roosters next year, but if they could keep uh, Siafidi and also um, Bradman Best, then you think, and I saw Bradman Best speaking on the news last night as well about how their ambitions, now everyone, and I asked the question, yesterday on Monday morning, can the Knights win the competition? Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. They've won seven in a row. They've got the Sharks this weekend. They finish off with the Dragons. But he was saying on the news last night that their goal, and quite rightly so, is to make it all the way through to the grand final. It would be a lot of wins to do that. They still need to win at least one more game to guarantee their spot in the top eight. Um, and they won't be finishing in the top four, you wouldn't think. But... Uh, if with a couple of uh, wins going their way, uh, if they could win a couple more games, they could get a home final in the first week of the finals, which would be huge for the Newcastle Knights, and that would sell out within minutes. So good news uh, for the Knights that looks like they'll have some space uh, to get uh, re-signed Bradman Best, Jacob Siafidi as well. A man, as I said, is also weighing up interest from Canterbury, who are considering a two-year offer. The Bulldogs, we know, are on the hunt for a quality utility, having gone cold on Roosters strike player Connor Watson. It also seems that Connor Watson will be staying with the Roosters as well. So that is just some of what's on our agenda on a very busy Thursday morning. Plenty of other news floating around as well. Want to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Your take on the South Sydney story. What has gone wrong? from flying, what, two, three months ago to potentially missing the top eight. One of their assistant coaches gone uh, as we head into the second last round of the regular season. The other one in John Morris, and we'll talk more about him shortly, going to the Tigers uh, next year. Both of them will be gone, obviously Burgess already. Uh, Morris gone at the end of the year. Do you think there is any pressure on Jason Demetrio? Blake Solly has said he's here and he's not going anywhere over the next three years. But you have to think, with everything going on in the club at the moment, there would have to be a little bit of pressure on him, especially if they do not make the top eight, if they miss the top eight, if they lose that game to the Roosters next Friday night. What happens next to South Sydney? And do you think they can still do something in this year's competition? There's a few people I've seen on social media that still think they can. I don't know. I think this says, and no Latrell Mitchell. I'm not saying they can't win the game next weekend, but I just don't know, even if they do make the top eight, what they could do in the final series, even though they have a very classy lineup. We know that and we know what they can do. So your thoughts on that? Uh, anything to do with South Sydney, 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Your prediction for tonight, second last round of the NRL, Penrith up against Parramatta. Do Penrith edge closer to getting that minor premiership? You'd have to think so. Parramatta whilst they were somewhat gutsy last week against the Roosters, uh, the Roosters pretty much outplayed them from really the 20-minute mark onwards. Can they lift for a big game against the Penrith Panthers? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And on the back of the boxing last night, well done to Nikita Zoo. Uh, sports people 
people in the sports world you'd love to see in the boxing ring for charity. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Your text. And we will have a chat with Chris Perkins. If you've got any uh, questions for Chris, you can uh, text them through now. 0457 736 736 or jump on the open line. 1300 011170 at 16 and a half past five. Off and running Thursday morning. Tradies News in a nutshell. At 21 minutes past five o'clock, we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins in America in just a second. Just a bit more rugby league news in terms of signing or re-signing. The Gold Coast Titans have uh, re-signed uh, halfback Tanner Boyd to a one-year extension, keeping it, uh, keeping him at the club through to the end of 2025. He's played 21 games so far for the Titans this season, but uh, he has been sidelined for the rest, well, sidelined for the rest of 2023 to undergo sh- uh, shoulder surgery. Through a club-issued statement, uh, Titans coach, interim coach Jan- Jim Lenihan says the club is delighted to extend Boyd. Uh, Tanner is now 60 games into his NRL career, and after playing a few different roles for the team early in his career, he's been able to grow into that halfback role this year. He's built a great combination with Kieran Foran, and I know both of them are keen to build on this throughout the preseason. He's another local product, having come through the Kibra Park uh, State High School system, and we want to keep these guys here on the coast. Tanner is one of the hardest-working players in our squad, and I know he will want to use the preseason to continue to build his game ahead of the 2024 season. And I think the Titans, and I know we're not done with this season yet, but I think the Titans will be one to watch next year. We know they get Des Hasler as their coach uh, for 2024 and beyond. Uh, We know the problem with the Titans, and we've seen it for many years now, is that we know the talent they do have and we've seen them have some great wins over the past few years, but way too inconsistent. Uh, You would hope with more experience there and, of course, a much more experienced coach, a premiership-winning coach in Des Hasler, they may shape up to be a more competitive team consistently throughout season 2024. But we'll wait and see. Text here, 0457 736 736. This from the Big G. Good morning, Dan. Looking forward to tonight's game, Penrith and Parramatta. Wishing Jesse McLean all the best for his debut. Uh, asking this morning as well, on the back of the boxing last night, and Nikita Zhu winning that uh, boxing, uh, which two people in the sports world uh, would you like to see in the boxing ring just for a bit of fun for charity? He says two people in the boxing ring, uh, Russell Ingle and Mark Scaife. Cheers, the Big G. Thank you, Big G. If you've got any thoughts on that, 0457 736 736. Any thoughts on South Sydney as well? Is there pressure on Jason Demetrio? And can they still do something in this year's competition? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70 at 23 and a half past five. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And on the line is Chris Perkins, who I believe, as I say good morning to you, Chris, you're still enjoying your holidays. It's been, it's been a while now. You must be having a very nice time just relaxing, not driving uh, right across America. Good morning to you. Well, the boredom is getting a little crushy. Ah, uh, that's <laughs> not good. That's not good. I've got no, I've got nothing to do this week. Mm. Right? You know, the mm. rest of this week mm. really don't have much to do next week until we get to next weekend mm. when me and a friend of mine are headed to Kansas City to invade enemy territory for a soccer game. Ah. What day is that next week? 
Uh, next Saturday night, uh, St. Louis City travels to Sporting Kansas City, okay. or as we like to call it, Sporting Kansas, because their stadium actually is in the state of Kansas. Now, last time you went to a football slash soccer match to watch your team, it didn't go too well. So we'll talk more about it next week and uh, we'll get yeah. uh, the result the week after. I hope it's better for you this time around than last time around. What, what did they lose? 4-0 last time or something like that? Yeah, lost 4-0 the last time they played. Now, mm. you know, coming off the League's Cup break, uh, they just beat Austin 6-3 uh, back on Sunday night. So uh, still looking good, still first in the West, uh, mm. second overall in the, in the standings. Not bad for a first-year team. Yes. Now, I'll ask what you're doing in a second to fill your time, but just a quick question. Last time we spoke 48 hours ago, you revealed that you brought a, a car, I almost said a son for your car. No, a car for your son. Uh, now, how's it all going yep. 48 hours later? Everything's still okay? No no issues yet? I know you were worried. No no issues. He hasn't wrecked it. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah, all, all is good. It's still, you know, everything's still good. Mm. I still can't believe I spent that kind of money, but uh, what's done is done. Worth every cent, I'm sure. All right, so what are you doing? I mean, clearly you're going to be watching a lot of sport, but is there any particular sport at the moment that's uh, piquing your interest on your time off? Well, right now, right now, I'm actually got the the World Track and Field Championships. Excuse me, I have to speak properly for the rest of the world. The World Athletics mm. Championships. Mm. We over here call it track and field. But uh, now I've got that on. Just uh, watched uh, Josh Kerr from Great Britain win the men's fifteen hundred gold. They're, they're showing the pole vault right now, and uh, Australia's actually Australian is actually leading. Uh, mm. I think his name's Nina Kennedy. Nina uh, has the lead. I think she just got tied, though, uh, by an American. So, yeah, I'm, I've been been watching watching some uh, Olympic sports in a non-Olympic year. Yeah, and the Olympics not too far away. I mean, it's what well, August now Ooh. is uh, uh, what 365 days in sometime in July are going to be held in Paris. It's quite uh, funny, and no doubt we'll be talking much more about this next year. But quite funny how quick they've come around but you do forget that obviously the olympics that were supposed to be held in 2020 delayed by a year because of covid 2021 so uh, mm -hmm. they've come around very quickly and they'll be here before you know it and obviously australia wanting uh to perform well but no doubt there'll be a lot of talk about it in america too it's uh it, it is it just seems like two seconds ago since uh, the last olympics doesn't it chris yeah, and, and athletics really take the backseat over here mm. in non-Olympic years. Mm. I yeah, they're showing the NBC's showing the World Championships on one of their cable networks, but uh, it really does take a backseat when it's a non-Olympic year. But there's still some big stories. I mean, Monday night, uh, you know, take Monday night for example, Shikari Richardson, who was who qualified in the women's hundred for Tokyo three years or two years ago. Uh, wound up getting popped for a positive marijuana test Ooh. before the Olympics. She won the 100 meters uh, world championship on, on Monday night in, in uh, Budapest, mm. ran 10.65 seconds, <laughs> which was a world championships record, still not the world record. I, the, the world record, it, it's still held by Florence Griffith Joyner, who ran 10.49 at the Olympic trials in Indianapolis for the 1988 Seoul Olympics. Like Florence Griffith Joyner has held the 100-meter world record now 35 years. That, that's that's still, been, still been the world record. That is, that is crazy to think about. With all the advancements in science 
and technology and understanding the, the human body and human anatomy that nobody in 35 years has still been able to run faster than Florence Griffith Joyner ran 100 meters back in 1988, mm. which just tells you that Flojo was one ungodly freak of an athlete. And you are right. Athletics, even swimming here, which obviously is our, our basically pet sport in the Olympics. And we did just have the World Championships a couple of weeks ago in Japan. But it does go a little quiet uh, in between Olympics and Com Games and World Championships. But I tell you what, the Australian, I know we talked about this a few weeks ago, the Australian swim team looking very, very good uh, for the next Olympics. Although you were still confident that you'd be able to beat us in the medal telling. You know, we'll, we'll see. That the first week of the Olympics, that will be must-see TV mm. next year from Paris when, with the swim meet because an Olympic swim meet, it, it is great to begin with. When Australia and the United States are both really, really good in the pool, it becomes you got to stop. It stops the world to watch, watch these races, to watch U.S. and Australia go head-to-head. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. All right, we'll get to your topics in just a second. Just before that, a text that feel free to text in anything uh, you want to ask. Chris, sport or non-sport related? 0457 736 736. Uh, morning, Dan and Chris. Chris, enjoying hard knocks, how do you believe the Jets will go? Uh, if they can solve their offensive line problems, I think they're a playoff team. Now, because they last year their defense was outstanding okay mm. their defense was afc championship game maybe even super bowl caliber they were good enough on defense they didn't even make the playoffs because they couldn't even rate mediocre quarterback play last year their offense absolutely stunk i it was all right at times when they had uh, Brees hall running but he went out in week seven with an injury, missed the rest of the season. Garrett Wilson was a revelation, a wide receiver, the rookie, the rookie wideout from Ohio State. He played fantastic in spite of the quarterback play. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers at the at the helm, and he's going to start this weekend in their third preseason game. So we get our first look at Aaron Rodgers when he's uh, actually got guys trying to hit him uh, this weekend. Um, I, I, he's definitely an improvement. But he's not going to be that much of an improvement if the offensive line cannot protect him. And that is the biggest question mark for the New York Jets going into this season. Can the offensive line stand up and protect Aaron Rodgers? Now, they don't have to do a whole heck of a lot because Aaron Rodgers is very mobile. He's got great vision. He's got a great arm. And he's got the ability to get the heck out of the way. He, he can run for his life when he needs to. He's very good at that. But they've got to be able to protect him a little bit because if he gets hurt, the Jets are completely, utterly, and eternally screwed. Mm, and the NFL season only a couple of weeks away as well. What two weeks away now, mm -hmm. Chris? Not long. Very exciting. You a must be over. You, yep. You're marking down uh, the days in your calendar. Very, very excited. We actually have college football mm. starting this weekend. We have a handful of games on the schedule this weekend in college football. So it, it is the sign that fall is arriving because football begins late August, early September. We'll get a couple of couple of weekends of college football in, and then the NFL takes over, and then it is all football all the time until the Super Bowl. 
Yes, and uh, looking forward to it all beginning. 0457 736 736 is the text line. Another text for you, then we will get to your topics. This is from Matt. Uh, Dan, <laughs> may I ask Chris? You can. You certainly can. Can the Chiefs win the Super Bowl without Chris Jones? That one from Matt on the text line. Yeah, that's an interesting question because Chris Jones, a uh, defensive lineman, uh, he is holding out. He wants – the man wants to get – paid he wants he wants a new contract he is under contract he is holding out from camp and he is threatening to hold out until halfway through the season if he has to mm. so he's trying to use some leverage mm. on on the chiefs knowing that he is a very important part of their uh, defense and an important part of their pass rush to to try to get some some more money out of the kansas city chiefs mm. we'll see mm. let's Let's see what happens. I think I think what's going to wind up happening is I, if if the Chiefs haven't brought him into camp yet, they're willing to go to the season without him. Mm. Okay, let's see what happens week one, week two. If their defensive line is getting run over by the opposition, like like let's say the Detroit Lions, who are a scary good team this year. Uh, they're they're going to be a team that can that can surprise some people. They open that Thursday night, September seventh, against Detroit. If Detroit is controlling the game, controlling the 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 trenches, their offensive line controlling the Chiefs' defensive line, and, and keeping Jared Goff upright, uh, the Chiefs may be like, uh, Chris, okay, we'll pay you. But if, if the Chiefs dominate, wind up winning that game and controlling the defense, getting pressure on Goff, they may say, just, just stay away. We're doing fine as, as it is. You want to come in? Come on in, but we ain't giving you any more money. All right. So, to be determined. All right. I hope that answered your question, mate. Any more questions for Chris? Got him for another 10 minutes. Uh, if you want it, 0457 736 736, or you can jump on the open line, 1300 1170. Asking my listeners this morning as well. Let's see if you can come up with one, Chris. Uh, we had some boxing here last night. Um, asking listeners on the text line, on the open line, uh, for charity, and it's just a bit of fun, but if any two people from the sporting world could get in the boxing ring um, and fight each other for whatever reason, do you have two that spring to your mind that could be quite entertaining to watch in the boxing ring? I, I think it would be, but not for the reason you think. It certainly wouldn't be competitive. But how about Mike Golick against Mike Greenberg? Mm. Mm. The former Mike and Mike in the Morning partnership <laughs> that was on ESPN Radio for 20 years mm. and uh, kind of kind of unceremoniously broke up a few years ah. ago because Greeny went to he went to primary primarily television. Mm. He swapped over to a TV morning show, he, which he's still doing. Get up, mm. but but broke up that very successful ESPN radio partnership. Uh, and and I, I, anybody anybody who knows ESPN knows ESPN radio. You're laughing at the thought of Mike Golick, former NFL defensive lineman, who is getting up there in age, but still uh, looks like he could do a little bit of damage against the bookish Northwestern University alum who is best known for speaking and not playing sports, Mike Greenberg. Mm. 
it, it would be it would be funny to watch just to see if Mike Greenberg actually throws a punch at goalie or if he just runs around the ring all the time. And Chris, as you'd understand, very unusual for there to be any feuds in the media or anything like that. So that that surprises oh, me. Actually. Yeah, would, would never happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shocking. I, I know you're shocked and appalled, aren't you? I know. Uh, very surprised. All right, let's get to some of your topics uh, now. An update on a story you brought us, I think, the other day about a baseball player mm-hmm. being on admin leave. What's the latest with this story? Because it's very interesting. Yeah, he was Wander Franco, Tampa mm. Bay Rays shortstop Wander Franco. He was uh, suspended, actually put on the ineligible list by the Rays. It's been upgraded now. He's been put on administrative leave by Major League Baseball. Uh, amid uh, multiple investigations into alleged relationships with underage girls in the Dominican in the Dominican Republic, where he's from, he's uh, 22 years old. Uh, he's being investigated by the police down there for being involved with two two separate underage girls. One of them 17 years old. The other one I've never I haven't seen an age on the other one presumably underage. The age of consent in the Dominican Republic is 18. Mm. Uh, uh, he has not been charged, but he is being investigated. Um, so Major League Baseball and the, the Rays and Franco, they've all agreed, let's put him on administrative leave. Let's let, let's let the investigation run its course, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I would not expect Wander Franco to be in the lineup again for the Tampa Bay Rays this season. And this is a big deal for the Rays because, you know, Franco on the field, he's, uh, he's, he was batting 281, 17 homers, 30 stolen bases, made an all-star game appearance, made the all-star game this year. He's in the second year of an 11-year, $182 million contract as well. Um, so th- this this man is a very important player for the Tampa Bay Rays, and he's going to be missing for a stretch one, run when they're trying to chase down the, ba- the Baltimore Orioles in the American League East. Very, very interesting indeed. We'll see how that does unfold. Uh, the Yankees in free fall. Uh, yeah, uh, we've talked about the Yankees. We, I think we talked about them a few days yep. ago when their losing streak was at like five, and they were right uh, just below 500. Uh, it's not gotten any better for the New York Yankees. They have now lost nine in a row. Uh, they have not led since they they've not led a game in, at any point in like a week uh, since they. Uh, were playing the Atlanta Braves last week. Uh, they led that a game. They ultimately lost eleven to three. But mm. yeah, it is getting ugly. The uh, the uh, Yankees right now uh, this nine game losing streak. Uh, their latest loss two one last night to Washington at nine games. It's the first time since nineteen eighty two that the New York Yankees have lost nine games in a row. Aaron Boone. Uh, Brian Cashman, the, the manager and general manager, respectively, of the of the Yankees, uh, their hindquarters must be very toasty right now because they are in a very hot seat mm. uh, in, in the Yankees in in, uh, in Yankee Land right now. They are sixty and sixty five, so five games below five hundred. They are ten and a half games behind Seattle for the final wild card spot. They've got thirty-seven games left mm. to try to catch the 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 Mariners or to jump into that 
third wild card spot just to make the playoffs this year. It's it's been I, there. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It's been a bad year for the New York Yankees. Their offense has not been good. Certainly not as good as you would expect with the amount of money the Yankees have been paying because they spend a lot of money and they expect quality with it. When they're not getting quality, heads roll. And I would expect this to be a very interesting offseason for the New York Yankees in terms of uh, management and uh, maybe maybe player movement uh, during this offseason. We'll get to your last topic and your tips in just a second. couple of texts here, though. In fact, there's quite a few texts for you coming in, so we'll try and get through them. Firstly, <laughs> uh, we've got a few minutes, so let's try and whip through this. Brett says, morning, Dan. Can you All ask right. Chris what are the Panthers' chances of making through to the playoffs this year? Uh, Carolina Panthers, I, I would say you're trending up because Bryce Young, I think, is going to be a, uh, a fantastic quarterback. But he's a rookie. He's a first overall pick. He's a rookie. He's going to be starting week one. If you're a Panthers fan, I'm going to preach this word, patience. Or as Aaron Rodgers would famously say, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Okay. There are going to be times that Bryce Young looks like a world beater. Looks like he's going to be the best, could be the the second coming of Tom Brady. Mm. Okay. Mm. There are going to be other times Bryce Young looks like a looks like a rookie quarterback, and and have that wide-eyed deer in the headlights look. Okay, just accept that it's part of the learning process. He's going to look great at times. He's going to struggle at times. As long as when we get through this season, he has more of those brilliant-looking moments than he has deer in the headlight moments you're trending upwards, and, and it's more about building to the future. Mm. You're not going to expect the Panthers to be world beaters. If they're a six- or seven-win team this year, that's improvement. Take the example of Trevor Lawrence. First year, Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville looked awful. All right. Last year, Trevor Lawrence looked great, mm. and he's trending upwards. That's the same trajectory you want to see from Bryce Young. Just be patient. All right, David says, morning, Dan and Chris. Can you ask what Chris's thoughts are on Trey Lance losing his backup to DeArnold? Say again, uh, Trey Lance losing his backup? Yes. I guess the backup job? Yep, yep. Uh, it, it's it, it's interesting because you know, Trey Lance was the number three overall pick, and San mm. Francisco paid a mint mm. to go get him mm. in, in the draft uh a year, year or two ago. Uh, that's a big deal. But, you know, for the 49ers, though, they've got talent. Mm. We, we know that they're stacked in the quarterback room because they've got Brock Purdy, who was a set rookie seventh rounder, who wound up you know, getting them into an NFC championship game before he went down with an injury and the Niners ran out of quarterbacks. Mm. Uh, so, they're, you know, obviously they're not hurting at the quarterback position, uh, they've got a lot of talent as well. Uh, they've got Christian McCaffrey. They, they've got George Kittle. Mm. Their skill position players are fantastic. So uh, for Trey Lance, it, it's just a case of buckle down, get serious, learn how to be a quarterback. And you don't have, and being a, a, a non-starter, mm. you don't have the pressure of having to go out and play every week. You can now sit back, yep. just learn. 
Just yeah. watch. All right. Thank you for that text, David. We've got one more for you. But, look, let's just whip through your tips beforehand because we've only got a couple of minutes. Uh, five from eight last All week. Right. Start tonight. Penrith Panthers up against the Parramatta Eels. I'm going to take Penrith. I think I, I think that looks pretty safe. Penrith's uh, finals hopes, uh, they're on life support. Uh, Parramatta, yes. Uh, Warriors up against the Dragons. Uh, I will take the Warriors. Warriors. What about the Dolphins or the Cowboys? Ooh, Cowboys are fighting for a final spot. Dead level with with Sydney right now on point. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay, Melbourne Storm or Gold Coast Titans? I will take the Storm. Storm. Okay, what about the Roosters or the Tigers? Ooh, Roosters in that final uh, finals hunt. They're taking on. Oh, they're taking on the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm taking the Roosters. Uh, Raiders or the Broncos? I just want to make want to make you sweat it though. Yes, no. Uh, no. Raiders or Broncos? I I'll take the Broncos. You're gonna go the Broncos, and just really quickly, the Bulldogs or Manly? Uh, I will take. Man, these are two that both kick my butt every week. Uh, I'll take Manly. Manly and no confidence. And finally, Newcastle or Cronulla. Uh, take Cronulla. Cronulla. All right. Thank you very much. All right. They are those tips. Uh, we did get another text from Kiwi Craig. Uh, we will answer that next week. But the text was, morning, Lieutenant Dan. Question for Chris. What sort of truck does he drive and what does he haul? Uh, we've only got 30 seconds before we have to break. So, Kiwi Craig, listen next week and Chris can tell you all about what Trucky does drive. Thank you, Chris. Great stuff as always. I uh, will leave uh, Kiwi Craig hanging just a little longer and we'll speak to you next week. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Uh, Chris Perkins on the line from America. Sorry, Kiwi Craig. We will get to that uh, question next week on the show. More after this. It is 14 minutes to 6 o'clock. The Oval Treatment says on the game tonight, start of a very interesting round. He says Panthers 25, Eels 18. Panthers 25, Eels 18. The second last round of the NRL begins tonight. You'll hear it right here on SEN. Date from that World Athletics Championship we were just talking to Chris about. Uh, Nina Kennedy has shared the gold medal alongside uh, Olympic and defending world champ Katie Moon from the USA. So well done to Nina Kennedy, Australian in the pole vault. Couple of texts to finish things off uh, here. Uh, this from Stingray. Howdy, Dan, for the boxing. Could we have Guskell versus Guskell and hope it's a knockout? <laughs> a bit harsh, but thank you, Stingray. Uh, Brett says, morning, Dan. I think we'd all like to still see Ian Botham versus Ian Chappell in the boxing ring. Yeah, did you watch that show a couple of months back? Uh, mixed reviews, it has to be said. Thank you, Brett. And Matt says, Dan, a couple of celebrity bouts. Uh, Matty Johns versus Jerry Johns. Thank you. And Gus Gould versus Puzz Rothfield. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for all your texts this morning. Breakfast coming up in Queensland, in Sydney. Uh, Queensland with Patton Hills in Sydney, Vossi and Brandy. Their special guests this morning, Caitlin Ponga. Also on the show, Michael Carianis and Michelle Bishop. And Wally, the stats man as well, to crunch the numbers ahead of a big round of the NRL. I'll see you for the final one for the week tomorrow morning from 5am. Breakfast follows the news.